0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, Pastor Rick continues in a series called 40 Days of Love. In these lessons, Rick looks into the Bible to help you better understand God's great love for you and to empower you to love others the way Jesus does. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how you can get the set of 52 Bible verse memorization cards based on this series, 40 Days of Love. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. And if you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part three of a message called Love Is Not Easily Angered.
1: Now, what is the best way to deal with anger? Well, I need to tell you three ways that don't work, that the world teaches, and then God's way. You don't suppress it, you don't repress it, you don't express it, you confess it. Got that? Let's try it again. Uh, I'll take them one at a time. You don't, first, you don't suppress it. So write that down. Don't suppress it. Now, what does suppression mean? It means when you stuff it, when you store it up inside. Now, when you store up anger inside, that's like taking a Coke bottle and shaking it up. It's eventually going to explode, and it's going to come out sideways, sometimes in a relationship that's not even related to the person you're angry at. Suppressing it, pushing it down doesn't work. As I said uh, earlier, when you, when you, if you don't talk it out, you take it out on your body. If you swallow your anger, your back, your stomach, your neck, whatever, keep score, and it's gonna come out in your body. So you don't suppress it, that's storing it up inside. The second thing you don't do is you don't repress it. Don't repress your anger. Now what does repression mean? Repression means denying. It means saying, I'm not angry. Repression means pretending like you're not ticked off, that you're not irritated, that you're not mad at your husband or your wife or your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister or the boyfriend who took advantage of you. Don't repress it. That means pretending that it didn't happen. Denial. And that doesn't work either. Now, there is a word for repressed anger. You know what repressed anger is? It's depression. Depression, the number one cause of depression, is repressed anger. When you push anger down in you, it causes you to get depressed. Now, that's not the only cause of depression, but it's the number one cause of depression. Depression is often frozen rage. It's swallowing your anger. Most of you know, if you've been around Saddleback for a length of time, the stories, crazy stories, about Kay and I in our early years in marriage. Uh, When we got married, we really didn't know each other. We got engaged. I moved to Japan and she moved to Birmingham, Alabama. We were apart our entire engagement time. And when we got married, it's like we love each other, but who are you? And we discovered after we got married that we were polar opposites. I mean, opposite in every single DNA cell of our body. I see it this way, you see it that way, oh blah dee, oh blah da, I say hi, you say low. I say why, you say I don't know. And I mean, it was just, it was Tweedledee, Tweedledum, ying and yang. I mean, we're literally opposite. And we started fighting on the honeymoon. I'm not making this up. And within six months, our marriage had gone from bad to worse to hell on earth. And we both felt deeply disappointed. And we just thought, What happened? We were in love with each other, we felt God brought us together, but we were so different. And the problem was, we were just immature. Let me give you a whole lot of counseling, marriage counseling, in two words. Ready? Grow up. (laughs) The number one cause for marriage incompatibility is not incompatibility. I don't even believe in incompatibility. It is a myth made up by divorce lawyers. Any two people can become compatible if they're willing to grow up, if they're willing to be unselfish. The root cause of every single marriage problem is selfishness. I want what I want when I want it, and you want what you want when you want it, and my will and ego faces your ego, and we're going to fight. And it's all about I. It's all about me. It's, it's not about we. It's about me. And even when one person wants to do the we, if the other one wants to be an I, you're going to have problems. And it really comes down to just grow up. What is incompatibility? It's immaturity. Any two people can learn to get along with each other if they're willing to grow, if they're willing to be loving, if they're willing to think of more than themselves, if they're willing to compromise and and be willing to think of the other person. But Kay and I got married, and we were just miserable, and we were too proud to go get counseling. We eventually did, and it saved our marriage. But um, I remember about six months into the marriage, Kay thought she was going insane from the pressure. She thought she was losing her mind, and I got so sick from swallowing my anger because I didn't know how to get it out. I ended up in the hospital, clinically depressed. Yeah, me, Rick Warren, clinically depressed. And I remember this psychiatrist came in to see me in the hospital, and the guy looked like Freud, and I thought, man, I really am in bad trouble. You know, the beard and the whole bit, and he was German, and, and all he needed was the pipe, you know? And, um, and he looks at me, and I'm laying there in this hospital in bed, so, and he says, uh, So what's your, what are you angry about? I said, I'm not angry, I'm depressed. He said, No, you're angry. I said, I am not angry. I'm depressed. (laughs) He said, you're angry. What are you angry about? You won't admit it. That's why you're depressed. I said, I'm not angry. He said, depression is frozen rage. (laughs) And the truth was, I was angry at Kay. I felt cheated. I felt disappointed. I felt like, hey, it's not supposed to be this way. No, I'm glad we hung on, and I'm glad we went and got counseling, and, you know, it was costing uh, $100 a week to go to counseling at the time. And I was making $800 a month teaching at a college. And uh, I racked up a $1,500 bill on my, on my MasterCard. I should do a commercial. A saved marriage, priceless. <laughs> people say, I can't afford counseling. I say, how much is your, your, your marriage worth? How much is your happiness worth? I'd pay a million bucks. I'd pay $10 million for what I've got today i got a great marriage today. My wife's my best friend. She's my lover, my closest friend. There'd be no Saddleback Church without it. But that was the wimpiest applause I've ever had. I want to tell you that. Just, uh, <laughs> uh, so, so when somebody says, well, we can't afford counseling, you can't afford not to get it. How much is your happiness worth? How much is saving your marriage worth? I mean, I would have been a divorce 33 years ago. I wouldn't be standing here talking, helping you if I had just given up on it and said, well, we're incompatible. Anyway, the, the, the truth is I repressed it and that was causing my depression. You don't, exp- you don't repress it, you don't suppress it. The third thing you do, don't do is you don't express it. You don't express it because when you express your anger, you're gonna tend to just create more. And when you express your anger in inappropriate ways, it damages the relationship. Now we all have our favorite ways of expressing, and they're all inappropriate. No one's more holier than anybody else. Some of you are—you got a black belt in sarcasm. I mean, when, when somebody gets you angry, it's you pull out that and it's, your tongue is like, you know, you know, slice, slice, slice. I mean, you got a kung fu tongue, man, and you're good at cold cuts. You got a deli mouth, okay? And you're actually proud of it. I, oh, I'm so witty. Look at that one I just did. And you're destroying the relationship with your sarcasm. And you, you cut and cut and cut. That's not the way to express anger. Now, others of you, you're, you're not sarcastic. You're not that sharp with the words. But you are great at manipulation. And your motto is, don't get mad, get even." And that woman who said that thing about, oh, she will rue the day she ever said that about me. And you figure out a way to manipulate and hurt and destroy that person who hurt you behind the scenes. And you got a war plan that would make General Patton proud. And a lot of TV movies are built on that one. Figuring out a way to get even, manipulate. And that's no better than the sarcasm. Others of you, and you're Mount Vesuvius. You just blow up. And the hot lava comes out, and she's a maniac, maniac, you know, and, you know, it's just, it just comes out all over. And others of you, you think you're so self-righteous because you are the powder. Poor me, Mary Martyr. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to go eat worms. And you have your way of manipulating, and everybody knows in the family, mom's pouting again, and so everybody has to walk on eggshells because if she just doesn't get her way, it's going to be bad time in Dodge City. None of those ways are appropriate. Whether you do the silent manipulation or the overt stinking up the place, they're all wrong. Some people, when they get... um, uh, angry, they expressed it in, a, in crazy behavior. My husband had an affair? Oh, great. I'll go have an affair. Oh, that's smart. I'll get him. That's like, you know, shooting a gun, a rifle at yourself so you can hit him with a kick of the recoil. I mean, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Your crazy behavior. You say, well, I'm going to go take some drugs or I'm going to go, uh, you know, go get drunk with some some boys or no, no, don't, don't. You don't suppress it, you don't repress it, you don't express it, what do you do? God says the way to deal with your anger is to confess it. You let it out to God, you, you, you let it out, you admit it first to yourself, I'm angry, and you admit it to God, God I'm mad and I'm angry, and you talk to God about it, and you confess not just the anger but the cause. I'm hurt. I'm frustrated, I'm scared, I feel insecure, I feel this is out of control, and you admit the cause behind the anger. You confess it. That's how you deal effectively with anger. Now this number five, the next step, is a key to permanent, long-term change. These others have dealt with at the moment. But if you're serious about saying, you know what, I don't want to be an angry person. I don't want to be a mute, or a, a, you know, a martyr, or a, a, a maniac. I don't want to clam up or blow up. I, I I want to learn the proper ways. Number five is repattern your mind. You must repattern your mind, and the Bible teaches has a lot to teach about this. That you rethink. And change the way you think. You see, the way you express your anger, you didn't just get that overnight. Your presumed pattern of behavior is a learned response. Somebody modeled it for you. You just didn't automatically choose it. Somebody modeled it for you. An anger response is a learned response, and you learn some bad things. The good news is you can unlearn it. You don't have to stay that way. You can learn new patterns, you can learn new habits. You don't have to keep perpetuating what your parents and their parents and the parents four did in three or four generations. I've seen this. You see, every time I get angry in an inappropriate way, I'm modeling it for my kids. And I'm teaching them how to do it the wrong way. And they're gonna teach their kids how to do it the wrong way. And somebody has to say, stop the insanity. Break the chain. I'm gonna repattern my mind. The good news is it can be unlearned. Here's what the Bible says: Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. What's the behavior of this world? The behavior of this world is repress, express, suppress. One of those three. And this is, by the way, why the violence in media is not a good thing. What, our, what the world teaches is, you got a problem? Use a gun. You got a problem? Blow somebody away. You're angry at somebody? Drop a bomb. Slice and dice. Television and movies are filled with violent responses to people who are frustrated, out of control, feel out of control, or hurt. And kids learn the models. They learn from the models that they observe. And I don't want to teach my kids wrong ways to be, to be angry. Now, he says here, learn, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Circle changing the way you think. This is the key to learning a new way to handle anger. Change the way you think. When you act in angry ways, it's because you feel angry. And when you feel angry, it's because you're choosing to think angry thoughts. Now, look at this. The way I think affects the way I feel. Every time I feel something, it's because I'm thinking something. Every emotion you feel has a, has a thought behind it. And when you think this, then you're going to feel... If I feel depressed, it's because I'm thinking depressed thoughts. The way I think determines the way I feel, and the way I feel determines the way I act. If I want to change the way I act, let's say I'm I'm, I'm tendency to, to, uh, to be abusive, to fly off the handle, to, to reach out, to... to to show physical violence. If I, you don't focus on the behavior. You start by going back here, not even the way you feel, you start by changing what you think. And if you change that thought, that mental process, it's gonna change your feeling, it's gonna change your behavior. The Bible says be changed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's what God does. He's the one who can change those thought patterns In your mind. And to break the habit of anger, you have to get some mental reconditioning.
0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If this message has encouraged you, or if God put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you please share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know about Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment, but first, one of the most popular resources we've mentioned here on the broadcast are the Daily Hope Bible Scripture Memorization Cards. We get a ton of requests for them, and now you can be reminded every day of God's love for you with this special limited edition set of Scripture cards, with key verses from Pastor Rick's 40 Days of Love teaching series. Here's Rick to tell us more.
1: Friends, one of the most powerful ways you can transform your spiritual life is to memorize scripture. God tells us in Proverbs 7, verse 2, Guard my words as your most precious possession. Write them down and also keep them deep within your heart. Now, you may not think you've got a good memory, but the truth is we all remember what's important to us. For instance, you remember phone numbers and dates that you care about. I've heard people say they can't memorize anything, yet they can quote a song lyrics from their childhood, or they can rattle off a statistic for their favorite baseball player. You see, memory is a skill that you can learn, and it's also a muscle that you can strengthen. In fact, study after study has shown that memorizing Scripture will cause your brain to have a stronger memory in other areas too. So when you memorize Scripture, you're actually benefiting a lot of other areas in your life. Now, here's how I want to help you memorize God's Word. We've put together a new packet, a new set of cards with verses from the Bible for you to memorize. And these are good, easily memorizable verses. And you can put these cards around your house, or you can put them on your refrigerator, or you know, tape them to the mirror where you brush your teeth, or you can put them by your bed, or uh, in your car, in the visor. It doesn't really matter, but they're they're very beautiful. And they will keep these Bible verses, God's Word before you every day, helping you to memorize the Word of God. I hope you'll take advantage of
0: this new resource. These cards are graphically designed and will encourage you to spend time learning the Word of God. We'll send you the 40 Days of Love Bible Memorization Cards to say thanks when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to a hurting world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. Or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.